بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن جابر رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن من أحبكم إلي وأقربكم مني مجلسا يوم القيامة أحاسنكم أخلاقا وإن أبغضكم إلي وأبعدكم مني يوم القيامة الثرثارون والمتشدقون والمتفهقون قالوا يا رسول الله قد علمنا الثلثارون والمتشدقون فما المتفهقون قال المتكبرون رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن as we discussed previously this is the last hadith that imam nawawi rahimahullah has brought under this chapter husnul khuluq the beautification or the perfection of one's akhlaq and character. As human beings, part of our psyche and makeup, psychological makeup is such that we are motivated by goals and objectives. To put it in layman's terms, simple terms, this question, kya milega? Little child also, if you want the child to do something, then promise the child something. If you do this, I'll give you that. And as a person grows, obviously his goals and his objectives mature. You'll find a student burning the midnight oil. You'll find somebody in college or university, years and years of exhaustive effort. Simple question, what motivates him? He's realized in his mind or his understanding what he will get, what is the objective, get my degree, get a good job, get a good income, realize my potential, name, fame, respect, recognition. These are various goals and objectives that are put in front of people on a, world, on a daily basis. And this motivates human beings to strive in a particular direction. And there is this basic understanding, or we accept this, that obviously the greater the goal, the greater the prize, the greater the motivation, then a person puts in a greater amount of effort. This is human nature. And in our shariat, Allah is our creator. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we find likewise in shariat also. We are motivated by goals. For example, Isha Salah, Fajr Salah. Man salla subhaf, man salla Allah's Rasulullah said, read your Isha Salah in Jamaat. Allah will reward you as if you stood up in Salah for half the night. Then follow this up with the Fajr Salah in Jamaat. It is as if you stood in Salah for the entire night. So this forms a motivation for us. Day of Jumu'ah today. Read Surah Kahf. Allah will erect a pillar of light for you from this earth right up to the arsh of Allah. You will be protected from the fitna of Dajjal. Man qara hamim ad-dukhan laylatul jumu'ah ghufira lahu. Read surah hamim ad-dukhan. It is a surah in the 25th Jews of the Quran. On the night of Jumu'ah, or by extension the day of Jumu'ah, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa says, Ghufira lahu, Allah will forgive all your sins. 
Last night was Laylatul Bara'a. We were motivated, many of us. Woke up at night, slept let less. It's a night of emancipation. Lillahi utaqaw fiha minannar. A night in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees people from Jahannam. So Shariat also takes cognizance of this. That human beings are motivated by goals. Once a person understands kya milega, what I will get, then that spurs him to make effort in a particular direction. The greater the prize, the greater the effort. This is logical. When the goal and the objective is very, very high, when the bar is set high, we understand logically that more effort is required. Likewise, this hadith, Allah's Rasulullah says, the beloved of Allah, the beloved of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not only the beloved of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, aqrabikum minni majlisa. On the day of judgment, millions and millions and billions and trillions of human beings, their status will be judged by what? How do you recognize that someone is honored by his proximity to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Where will you find this person? Will he be far away? Will he be consigned to some corner? Or will he be given a prominent position? Prominent position in front of the entire humanity that ever existed. What more prominent position can there be than Qurbun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Than to be close than to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So such a goal, such an objective has been set. The bar has been set at the highest point where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, My beloved... And close to me, in my proximity on the Day of Judgment. So obviously we can understand, my respected brothers, that to, for Allah to give us that, for us to achieve that, it cannot be something simple. It cannot be something easy to acquire. Rasulullah Wasallam says, who will get that? Become the beloved of Rasulullah Wasallam. Proximity to Nabi Wasallam on the Day of Judgment. He said, Ahasinukum akhlaqa. Beautify your akhlaq and character. Become what we call a beautiful human being. Beautiful human being is not by only by tahajjud salah or zikr or tilawat. Beautiful human being means learn to control your anger. Learn to smile in the face of aggression. Cleanse your heart. Forgive. Be a humble person. Be accessible. Or as we mentioned previously, if the whole of akhlaq is condensed, it can be condensed in three expressions. Silman qata'ak, wa'fu amman dhalamak, ahsin ilaman asa ilayk. Join ties with the one who breaks ties off with you. Forgive the one who oppresses you. Do good to the one who does evil to you. As human beings, Many of us have this mindset or idea that akhlaq is something that is reciprocal. Smile if somebody smiles at you. Do good to somebody who does good to you. Deal kindly with someone who deals kindly with you. That, ulama say, reciprocal reaction is even found in animals. This won't get you the highest echelons of Jannah or the proximity of Rasulullah When your family misbehaves with you to behave with them, when they usurp your property, when they don't invite you for some function, when you are not consulted in what you consider to be important, 
when you are ignored in some invitation, when they don't behave nicely towards you, for you to clean your heart, make dua for them, give them hadiya, and deal nicely and sweetly with them, this is like walking on coals, but this is what will get you the proximity of Rasulullah And this is what will make you the beloved of Rasulullah Why? Because it is this akhlaq and character, Azamah Yusuf in his Hayatul Sahaba, he brings one ajeeb chapter. And he gives it this title also, unique. He says, Babul Akhlaq. The chapter which deals with that akhlaq. What akhlaq? Al-Mufdiya ila hidayatin nas. The akhlaq and character which motivated human beings to come onto hidayat. That akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that melted the hearts of his enemies. That akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which caused people to give up shirk and to bring iman on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Melted the hearts of people. Caused nations to enter into Islam. When Sahaba followed this, when Sahaba followed this, then wherever they went, they didn't have to give big, big speeches. They said, Kunu mithlana, become like us. And people in droves entered into Islam when they incorporated this akhlaq and character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is what will get us the proximity of Rasulullah sallallahu the love of Rasulullah sallallahu the closeness of because this is what was closest to to his heart. Harisun alaykum, he was avaricious for the hidayat of humanity. And in that same chapter, as Yusuf sallallahu mentions one incident. Like this, there were many incidents, but just an example of what we are talking about: that when the goal and when the bar has been set very high, it's not something simple to achieve. One incident is mentioned that one day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam person approaches him and says to him that Ya Rasulullah my people have newly entered into Islam. Now they have been afflicted by drought. Crops are, min- are minimal, they are hungry, they are starving, animals are dying. I fear it was Greed for dunya, materialistic goals that caused them to accept Islam. Now they are facing financial difficulty. I fear because the Islam has not been strengthened, they will very quickly come out of Islam. When Nabi Wasallam hears this, immediately an approach is made by one person. He offers him, cutting and putting it in layman's terms, 20 tons of date or something like that. I'm prepared to give you 20 tons of date, pay me back in two or three months' time. Allah's Rasulullah gladly accepts the offer. Immediately consigns this date to, to these dates to this person. Go back to your people and feed them. Before the period could expire, one day Rasulullah comes out of Baqi, surrounded by his Sahaba. In layman's terms, understand it like this, sitting in his position of authority, surrounded by his associates. The ghayr, the outsider comes. The one who had extended the 20 tons of date to him, walks up to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in front of Sahaba, grabs hold of him by his cloak, pulls it harshly, and says to him loudly in public, Amanatan, I'm translating the crux of what he said. He said, O grandson of Abdul Muttalib, it turns out that you are a rogue just like your father. You don't honor your commitments. You are a thief. This caused such 
an effect upon Sahaba. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, known for his personality. It is said Umar's face turned red with rage. The eyeballs of Umar started roving around. He was so angry. Hand was already on the sword. Ya adu wa nafsik. O enemy of yourself, you will rue the day you were born. How dare you address the Nabi of Allah in such a manner. Ya Rasulullah, give me permission, I'll behead him immediately. Insult upon insult, an unjustified insult in the presence of Rasulullah in such a manner. Justifiably, Umar is very, very upset. Sahaba upset. What is the reaction of Rasulullah Nabi smiles. And then he turns to Umar and he says to him, Inna wahuwa kunna ahwaju ila ghayri hadha minka ya Umar. He says, Umar, you are not doing any service for me. Myself and this person needed a different reaction from you. If you wanted to serve or benefit me, you should have advised me to pay my debts on time and honor my commitments. The most you could have done with regards to this person was to request him taqadi to request for his haq in a good way. Omar, you have transgressed the limits by threatening him and becoming upset. In other words, absolutely no effect on the insults of this person. Even though they were unjustified insults. And this loan had been procured to benefit others, not for himself. In his company, such was the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now Omar, take him to the Baytul Mal. Pay him back the 20 tons of dates that are due to him. And give him certain percentage, the Islam says, give him extra in lieu of the fact that you threatened him. It was the instruction of Rasulullah. It was almost unpalatable to Umar to accept this. But, وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنَ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ Quran tells us, what is Iman? When Allah and His Rasul have decreed something, there is no choice. You accept it completely, 100%. Umar takes this person, pays him back what is due to him and gives him the extra and requests his forgiveness. This person says to Umar, do you know who I am? Umar hadn't recognized him. He said, I don't know. So he said, my name is Zaid bin Su'na. When Umar hears the name, he says, Hebrew Yahudi, the alim of the Jews, the scholar of the Jews, this man was famous. The name was well known amongst the Jews of Medina. Even the Arabs knew. This was a distinguished and a recognized scholar amongst the Jews from the days of ignorance. Umar says, that scholar. Now Umar is confused, radiallahu anhu. Because this type of behavior does not behove a scholar, a man of knowledge, and what we call academia. Umar is shocked. He says, how did you behave like that? He says, Umar, there is an explanation. In the books that were revealed upon Musa alayhi salam, there was the description of the last prophet. And when I looked upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam, letter for letter, every, his appearance was exactly the description that was found in our books. But there were two things that were mentioned there, which 
could not be ascertained by looking, it had to be tested. What were the two things? Yasbiqu hilmuhu jahlahu. That his tolerance, his forbearance will far outweigh any ignorance that is displayed towards him. Wala yazidu shiddatul jahli alayhi illa hilma. And the more arrogantly, and the more ignorantly, and the more harshly, and the more intolerantly you behave with him, the more tolerant he will become. So he said, Umar, this could not be seen, this had to be tested. This is why this, I orchestrated this entire exercise of extending the loan and behaving like that. And he says, now Umar, I make you a witness, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, now I make you a witness that I bear witness that there is no God besides Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the messenger of Allah. And Umar, I am making you a witness that from today half my wealth is sadaqah upon the Muslim. So this was, this incident, Muhammad brings it under this chapter, Al-Akhlaq Al-Mufdiya ila Hidayatin Nas. That akhlaq and character which cause people's hearts to be melted and for them to come towards hidayat, for them to come towards Islam. And this is that akhlaq and character, not reciprocal, but to behave kindly in the face of aggression, to be tolerant, to forgive, to overlook, to keep a clean heart. The easiest thing Nabi Salaam could have done, you arrogant person, how can you behave like that? You have unjustifiably accused me. Sahaba would have been given permission to take revenge. This is normal behavior. This is how people behave and we justify it. But this is not going to make you a beautiful human being. This is not going to give you the qurb of Rasulullah This is not going to give you the upper echelons of, of Jannah. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, مَا مِنْ شَيْءٍ أَثْقَلْ فِي مِيزَانِ الْعَبْدِ الْمُؤْمِنِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنْ خُلُقٍ حُسْحَسَنٍ he said, whole night tahajjud, fasting every day for your entire life. This is not as weighty on the scale of deeds than akhlaq and character. Why? Because akhlaq and character is essential part of the responsibility of nubuwat. This is what is going to make Islam beautiful to the ghayr. This is what is going to be a means of us inviting towards Islam. If we incorporate within ourselves the akhlaq of Rasulullah Allah gives us tofiq, subhanahu